Welcome to His Church Owensboro Podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at hischurch.cc and let us know about all of the things that God is doing in your life. If you have been blessed by this podcast and would consider supporting us financially, please visit hischurch.cc and click on Give to see the many options available. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message blesses you. Come on, King, give, give Jesus your best hands. Come on, give Jesus the best hand you've ever given anybody. Come on, he's worthy. Amen. Come on, just remain standing for a moment. I want to welcome all the campuses, and I want to pray for all the, the pastors there. I want to pray for Pastor Brian and Jesse. They're actually my pastors too. Many of you may not know that, but uh, Sue and I look to them as our pastors, and we glean from them. And uh, I've said it before here, and I say it all the time when I'm around him, I'm like, you know, I probably would have quit if it hadn't been for you. But he preached to me and kept me on the right path. I'm telling you, you're blessed at every campus to have the campus pastors you have and to have the senior pastors you have. Amen. They're phenomenal people. And I love them dearly. Father, I thank you for every campus pastor. Lord, I thank you for our senior pastors. God, I believe you in the name of Jesus. For overflow in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can take your seats. Out to the foyer, we're going to go out there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you having a good day? Well, the prayer is it continues to go that way and I don't make it worse. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'll tell you, the, the worship was phenomenal today. And the song, The Blessing, man, it really stirred something in me in the second set here. The part of the song when the, I can't sing it, so don't, I'll spare you. When they're, when they're saying, may your favor, may his favor be upon you, may his blessing, may his presence be around you and go with you. How many of you know that's the truth? That actually happens as a believer. His favor is upon us. His blessing is upon us. His presence is all around us. And everywhere we go, we bear the presence of God. Amen? It's not saying it like may, like it might happen. You know, for years after being born again, that was kind of my... Uh, reality of God, that he was a maybe God, that he might do something, that you never knew the will of God. It took me a while to get to where I understood that God was everywhere I went because he was in me. You understand as a believer, God is in you. For the person who just got born again, and those of you watching online or at other campuses, and you just gave your heart to the Lord, listen, God is in you now. You're not waiting on God to show up. 
Like I don't come to a service waiting on God to show up. When believers walk in the room, God is here. Amen? Now, I'm, I'm kind of a loud kind of guy, so if you get loud in response, amen? If, you, if you're real quiet, I come sit down in your row and preach from your row, and it gets really awkward and super uncomfortable. Amen. Listen, I love this place. I love this house. And as Pastor Patrick was saying, uh, Pastor Sue and I served at Victory, which is now his church, Amarillo. We were there for about five years, just went there to serve and to learn ministry. We weren't on staff. We were just there serving and uh, just believing God to teach us something. And so we spent five years there. But actually that church and this church and several others are actually downstream from Life in Christ. <clears throat> Life in Christ has been there now for about 50 years uh, in several different locations there in Marion. And we've been there for about 13. And we've watched God change many, many lives through that house. But I tell you, a lot of the reason is because of the training that we got when we were in Amarillo, Texas. Don't take any service for granted. When you come into the room or you're watching online, don't take that service for granted because it could very well be the service that changes your life forever. Because it was in moments where I didn't feel like going to church. I'm sure none of you felt that way today. Y'all felt great. You jumped up. You're ready to roll. I mean, you're out the door. I mean, you just couldn't wait to get here. But the last service, there might have been a person or two. I'm picking on them. How many of you know sometimes you don't feel like going to church? Go anyway. How many of you know sometimes you don't feel like praying? Go, get on your knees and pray anyway. You, there's a lot of things you don't feel like doing, but you have to understand we don't go by feeling. We live a life of faith. We go by faith and not by sight. We move by faith. We move by the word of God. And we don't go by our feelings all the time. So I'm glad some of you maybe went against your feelings today and actually came into the house of God. Amen? Now here's what I believe at our place, and I'm believing it for his church also at every campus. So all you campus pastors, just get in agreement with me. And I know Pastor Brian and Jesse are believing this as well. I believe the empty chairs you see now will not be empty for long. You know why I believe that? Because there's a great harvest of souls to come yet into the kingdom. And I've noticed over the last year that people are very hungry for an answer. And we've all found out there's only one place for that answer, and it is God. God is the answer to every problem in life. And the church, full of believers, bear the image of God and so we should be the ones out in the community with the answer and give them a place of shelter to come into where they can be safe and be taught the word of God where they can be in an atmosphere where it's not hectic and chaotic but it's a place they can come into and really learn something about who God is and not just who God is as some far off figure that's untouchable but a God that actually lives and dwells inside of the believer. Amen. 
So the title today, if you need one, is Power Play. Power Play. God made a power play when he sent Jesus into the earth. Now, if you know anything at all about scripture, you know in the book of Genesis, the, the enemy came into the garden and he took the authority, he stole it away. Adam and Eve just basically committed treason and handed it over. And the enemy had the authority now that Adam and Eve had placed on them. Jesus comes into the earth the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, he's the express image of God. So he's in the earth. He is God in the flesh. He, everything he does is the will of God. So he comes into the earth to reveal God to mankind. Guess what else he did? He revealed us to us. He showed us what it's like to bear the image of God and to operate under the power of God. Jesus didn't do a bunch of miracles and change a bunch of people's lives and then take off to heaven and leave us down here to wander around in the darkness trying to figure out how to make life happen. No, he sent the Holy Spirit back into the earth. Now, you, I'm breezing through some stuff that I went through in the first service because I, I want to get to the end where I can pray for some people because I really felt the witness in the, during worship that a lot of people's lives in this room will be changed today if, they, if you will open up and receive what God wants for you today. Same for all the other rooms that are tuning in online or tuning in. I don't know how you say it. I'm, I'm old. I say old stuff. So, and besides that, you know, I'm redneck and don't know how to operate a computer, so... Bear with me. If I say old words you don't know, somebody probably has a West Kentucky translation and they can give it to you somehow. Praise the Lord. Now, Jesus comes into the earth. He's the express image of God. He, he's got a group of people around him and he's training them for when he departs and goes back to heaven. He's showing them there is a way of living that is much better. Jesus goes to the cross, which is the greatest power play in human history. Jesus dies on the cross, and Jesus gets our authority back. He gets our rightful place back to stand before God clean like we've never sinned and to operate in the authority of heaven that was lost in the garden. You do realize, as a believer, you have the authority of God to operate in this earth. Amen. The quicker the church starts doing that, the quicker we win more people. We're not try trying to win people to a religion. I'm trying to get people to follow Jesus so when they pass from this life and go into eternity, that they go into heaven and not a place called hell. We shouldn't want anybody to go there. I don't wanna leave anybody out. Amen. We should, I mean, this ought to be the pep rally to get you to go out and win as many people as you can. Like get as many people as you can to come to your uh, Wednesday, what's it, revival night? Is that what it's called? Wednesday revival night. Why? Because they can come in and be in the presence of God. Get as many people as you can to come here on a Sunday morning. Well, you know, I don't know if they'll like this kind of church. I don't know. 
It's not about what you think they may like. They'll like eternity with God way better than hell. Amen. Have you ever noticed that like when, I don't know, maybe you didn't do this, but I did. Before I got saved, you know, I'm out raising nine kinds of, you know, capital H. And uh, I'm doing things I shouldn't do. And then I get born again and nobody really says much, you know. They're like, well, thank God you got saved. And, and then I was, we were in a church and I was kind of learning about God. And then we, we went from that church to a church like this one. They were more troubled that I went to a church like this one than they were when I was out getting drunk all the time. Isn't that odd how the devil doesn't want you in a place where you can get grounded, where you can ground your family, where, where you can be in a place and experience the power of God, where you can be in a place where your family can get blessed, where you can be in a place where you learn your, your purpose in life. Isn't it funny how the devil will use the same people that wouldn't say anything to you when you were on your way to hell and now you're on your way to heaven and you're in a place where you can learn? And you know, I don't think you should go to that kind of church. Right? We just say it around home now, we're that church. Oh, you go to that church. Did anybody ever say that to you when you started coming here? <laughs> of course. I'm not saying they were full of the devil, but I'm saying the enemy can plant a thought in somebody's head and get anybody to say it. Trying to derail you from getting in the presence and the atmosphere of God. Why? Because God's power can come to you in a moment of time and change your life forever. So if Jesus is the express image of God, in Acts 10, 38, it says Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. If Jesus needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit, guess who else needs it? We all need it. People, I don't know about the Holy Spirit, you know. I just don't know. I don't know if I want to be around people who, you know, are full of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, I don't want to be around people who are not full of the Holy Spirit because they're real religious. They think they float three feet off the ground and they think everything you do is horrible and nothing they do is bad. I've never seen someone who was extremely religious lift people out of the mess they're in. Have you? It's always people who understand their place who know who their God is, know that God lives in them, know that they're anointed by the Holy Spirit, know that they're not perfect, but know they serve a perfect God and know that they can help somebody in life. I'm telling you folks, if you will just get out of thinking that you can't do any good for anybody and get over into knowing that the God that lives in you is the same God that manifested himself in the flesh and, and was Jesus, and that the same God in you is the same God that came on Jesus and anointed him to do great works in this earth. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they're always working together and they always have been since the beginning. And they're working together now. So I don't, I don't get up anymore and say, well, Lord, we're just waiting on you to show up. Father, we just ask that you come into our presence. He's like, I'm already here. 
like I'm in you. Amen. He's in you. Are you born again this morning? He's in you. He's in you when you go to lunch today. He's in you when you go to work tomorrow. He's in, when, he's in you when you mash your thumb and want to say some things. And he's saying when you mash your thumb, don't say it. Don't do it. They're all watching. How many of you know if you talk about how good church was on Sunday and you stump your toe at work on Monday and you sound like Yosemite Sam, everybody there that's an unbeliever is going to be watching you. If we're anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit, then we ought to all act like it, yes? I'm saying myself included. Because God may be wanting to work a power play in somebody's life when I come into contact with them. Just like he did in the first service this morning. And just like he's going to do in this service. At every campus. He's going to do it at every campus. They're all clapping and shouting. I can hear them through the screen right now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> he's going to do it at every campus. You say, well, you're not there to lay hands on. I don't have to be there to lay hands on them. You know why? Because God is there. And when we come into faith and believe together, God, listen, he's not trapped by time. He's not trapped by space. God will move when people open their hearts up and believe by faith for him to do something in their life. People need miracles. And if we have the miracle worker on the inside of us, then we need to get to doing some miracles. Amen. We need to be praying for people. We need to be laying hands on the sick. We need to be casting out devils. Now that freaks some people out. Cast out devils. You believe in devils? I'm like, oh yeah. And if you don't, you might have one. You know, it's about over 50% of the Christian over 50% of Christians when surveyed don't even think the devil's real. That's an issue. I mean, you know, you don't even think anything about an enemy if you don't know you have one. If Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, I think it's 1 John 3, 8. If he came to destroy the works of the devil... I said, if he came to destroy the works of the devil, then there must be a devil. And if he's destroyed those works and the enemy's still trying to deceive people into thinking he can rule the roost, he's just a deceiver. He tries to deceive people into thinking he's got them where, they, where he wants them. And then guys like us come along. And we say, we know the Jesus that destroyed the works of the devil. And now he lives on the inside of the believer. And the same Holy Spirit that anointed Jesus to destroy those works is on the believer. I say we need to get to whipping the devil. Amen. Amen. That's real good proper English. 
Your pastors will be back. They'll be speaking next week and they speak way better than I do. So you'll really appreciate them next week and you won't be hearing all my butchered up English. But I'll just, I'll get the point across the best way I can. Amen. We should give no place to the devil. That's what the Bible says. Well, if I have the Holy Spirit on me, why would I give place to the devil? I don't want the devil running, in, running around in my life because everything he does is bad. Everything he brings is destruction. He brings death, he brings sickness, he brings destruction. I don't want him operating in my life. I want God to operate in my life and I wanna keep my heart clean before God so that in a moment when God's wanting to do something in somebody's life, my heart is clean and I can hear God's voice. So how many of you know if you're, if you're you know, living one way one day and then another way six days, it's gonna be hard for you to operate under the power of God because you're really gonna be dull in hearing. Oh me. It's the truth. I don't wanna be dull in hearing. I wanna hear the voice of God. And it's important for you to understand that you may never stand on a platform with a microphone and you may lead more people to Jesus than most people that stand on a platform with a microphone. Amen. God doesn't just empower preachers that stand in pulpits. God empowers people with the Holy Spirit. All people that believe in God. Everybody who believes in God. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, African, wherever you're from, it makes no difference. If you're born again, the Spirit of God lives in you. So if the Spirit of God lives in you, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of the believer. So if the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of the believer, why do people walk around with their heads down acting like they're defeated? It's because they haven't been told yet that they're victorious everywhere they go and that when they show up, they outnumber every demon sent from hell to try to destroy them. Every time I show up in a room, I'm the majority. Every time you show up in a room, you're the majority. There could be 10,000 demons waiting in a room somewhere when you walk in to try to destroy you and you're the majority because where you go, God goes. Amen. So you just start talking to people about Jesus. You just start talking to people about what God's done in your life. You don't have to know every scripture in the Bible. You're anointed. God knows all the scriptures. Amen. You can be saying something to somebody and think, wow, that sounds really good. I don't know why I would have said that. Well, it's scripture and God's using it through you. And the next thing you know, these people are getting born again. Now, it's good to know scripture, but how many of you know you don't have to have the whole Bible memorized to be able to talk to somebody about God? Amen. So I used Pastor Patrick in the first service and just saying if, you know, if he and I work together in a factory somewhere and I wasn't doing what I'm doing now and we're working in a factory and I know Jesus and he doesn't know Jesus and he's just a rotten, sorry, just rank, I mean, you know, I'm, he's not, and all, all of you know that, so. And, you know, and I'm not like preaching to him. I'm just living my life, and, you know, I'm just working and trying to be a good Christian. And, and then we sat down one day, and I just start talking to him. 
We just start talking about life. And then he asks the question, hey, can I ask you, how come every time I see you, you're happy? Every time I see you, you it's just like you got, you've got life by the tail. Now he's opened a door for me to talk to him about the goodness of God, right? I don't have to preach him a, a sermon. All I have to do is say, well, you know, Patrick, the, really the only reason is God in my life. I asked Jesus to come into my life. I believed he's my savior. And ever since then, my life has gotten better. Amen. How about this? How about if you had the mentality that your last worst day is the last bad day you have? That you go into every day knowing, you know what, this is going to be a great day. And so we're sitting at work talking and I plant a seed. I haven't said anything else to him about it. I haven't, you know, I haven't played just as I am on my phone and given an altar call. I just planted a seed. I just put a seed in there. I just put a seed in the ground. How many of you know everything grows where you can't see it? It starts growing underground. So I've planted a seed and we go on working. I've not said anything else about it. I, maybe I haven't even invited him to church yet. I've just started talking to him about the goodness of God. And so then we sit down at break and he asked me another question. Hey, so can you tell me more about how God changed your life? Sure, man, I'd love to. I'm not belittling him. I'm not coming to get down on his lifestyle, right? I'm not talking about... Man, look, you're just being an idiot. I mean, why would you live that way? That's so stupid. I'm not doing that kind of stuff. I'm just talking to him about the goodness of God. Yeah, let me tell you how it was before I got born again. I was going through this, that, and the other, and then I gave my life to God, and all of that was now in the past because I buried that old me. And then I just start talking about how Jesus died for me, how Jesus is resurrected, how God lives in me now. And I'm, you know, I'm just a guy, but God lives in me and I'm anointed by the Holy Spirit. And man, I'm just so grateful to be alive. And he's looking at me thinking, wow. And I say, would you like that kind of life? Well, that seed's been growing. I've been praying over that seed. Would you like that kind of life, Patrick? I would. How do I get it? Do I have to go to church 47 times in a row? Do, no. Oh, oh, do I have to know the whole Bible? No. I can lead you in a prayer. And in an instant, you'll be born again. Your name will be written down in heaven. And you'll be ready for heaven when you pass from this life. But that's not all. You can have heaven here on earth. You can have a great life here on earth. You can experience God's goodness here on earth. Would you like to do that, Patrick? Oh, yeah, I'd like to do that. And then you just simply walk them through a prayer. Boom. See how easy that was? It's not hard at all. He said, well, I don't know if I can do that. Sure you can. Can you talk? Yes or no? Yes. For all our Texas campuses, see or no? Can you talk? Then you can lead somebody to Jesus. Do you have a past life before Jesus? Then you have a testimony. 
I said, well, I didn't live too well. No, you have a testimony. Quit thinking you gotta go out and, you know, become a heroin addict to get a testimony. If you come to Jesus, you have a past life, period. And I promise you, if you follow Jesus, your life will get better every day until you go to heaven. Amen. I, I, have a, I really do have a great life. I have an awesome wife. I have great kids. I got a grandbaby and I got one on the way. And I mean, I'm so blessed. But you know what happens? Every day gets better. Every day gets better. I meet more new people. I make more friends. Every day gets better. I mean, life is great, but tomorrow will be even better than today. And I'm going to tell you, today's been a pretty knockout day. It's been great. I've gotten to see people I hadn't seen in a while. We've kind of caught up, reminisced, you know, the whole deal. And then I get to share the word of God with you and all the people watching. It's been a knockout day, but tomorrow will be better than today. You know why? Because God's in tomorrow. Yeah. Amen. Now they told me since this was a second service that I could preach as long as I want. So I ate three chicken legs between the service. I'm good to, no, I'm just kidding. I would have eaten three chicken legs if they'd have been there, but. Then I'd have been back there taking a nap and missed the whole deal. <laughs> How many of you believe God is awesome? Amen. At every campus. You know, I hear people say this all the time. They're like, you know, I wish we could see miracles in America like they see in foreign countries. I'm like, we do see them. We do see them. Well, it just seems like God does different things in other countries. I'm like, no. No, there's no, there's no mission trip God. Amen. There, there's no mission trip devil. Like the devil didn't take a mission trip and just stay and never come back. Same devil. Same demons. One devil that's defeated and one God Almighty who is victorious and he's anointed every believer to be victorious in life. Amen. So I know I've probably, I've probably scared every campus thinking you're going to be there till dark. You're not going to be there till dark. I'll let you out 30 minutes before dark. Amen. <laughs> now I want to pray for you. I want to believe God for you. I prayed for the campus pastors in the first service, but I'm going to pray for them again. Not because it's a repeat, because I believe that people who lead in any capacity need all the prayer they can get. I mean, people tell me, they say, Pastor, I'm praying for you. I'm like, well, don't stop whatever you do. Don't stop until you get to heaven and then go see Jesus and hang out with him for a while and say, hey, can I keep praying for him? Is that okay if I pray for him from here? That'd be great. Amen. I can take all the prayer you can send up. Amen. So at every campus, I want the campus pastors to stand. And I'm going to believe for all of you, 
for a fresh, just a freshness, a, a rejuvenation. You know, I felt in the, in the worship in this service that there's a joy breaking out here. Some of you are going to start, joy is just going to come bubbling up out of you again. Like you remembered what it was like to be happy. Joyful is what I mean. Not happy like surface happy. I'm saying the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Are you ready, campus pastors? I heard them all the way from Texas. I can hear them from Henderson. They're just right down the road. Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe you for a fresh touch on my brother's lives. I believe you, Lord, for fresh oil to come over them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, it's done. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, right where you're at, just raise your hands and begin to honor God. Just worship God. Every campus. Just tell the Lord how much you love Him. Thank Him for your life. Father, we honor you. We thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for touching these, your people. Praise the name of the Lord. 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 There's a heaviness breaking off of you. A heaviness breaking off of you. A heaviness breaking off of you. Can they follow me over this way? Okay. Ma'am, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Okay. There's a heaviness breaking off of you. Thank you, Jesus. See what happens when you get in God's presence? Thank you, Lord. her in Jesus name <laughs> hallelujah spirit of heaviness leave her life now be clothed in a garment of praise amen 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 
Come on at every campus. If you've been weighed down by heaviness, I want you to stand right where you're at. Even in this room, if it's you too, I want you to stand. I want you to just lift your hands to heaven. You don't have to put them all the way over your head if you don't want to, but make a conscious move. I'm gonna pray for all of you and you're gonna feel that heaviness leave you. Listen, I'm not a feelings preacher. I don't tell people to look for a feeling, you know, well, you know you're gonna feel, but you're gonna know it. Like you're gonna know it when it leaves. Every campus. Are you ready? In the name of Jesus, you foul spirit of heaviness. I command you to leave their lives. I say be clothed in a garment of praise. Leave them now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your glory and your anointing. I thank you, Father, that your joy is his strength. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Just continue to worship the Lord because you have a garment of praise on now. That spirit of heaviness will keep you from honoring God. The, the, the campus pastors, listen. If you see the power of God on somebody there in your location, just walk over and lay hands on them. It'll, you, it'll be visible to you. You'll know it. Praise the name of the Lord. Ma'am, can I pray for you? Leave in the name of Jesus. Leave in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 This is what happens in the presence of God. People's lives start changing, going up for the better. It's happening at these other campuses too. It's happening right now. You'll be getting reports. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, God is so good. So good. 
so good. Thank you, Lord. If I were you, I would not miss Wednesday's revival night. Listen, don't make excuses to not be at church. Make excuses to be at church. Like make it a priority. Think about this at every campus, think about this. What if you weren't here this morning? Might have been a different day for you, huh? If you had, maybe you're here every time, I don't know. But I'm saying, what if today you'd have been like, eh, I'm going to the mall. I'm gonna go do what I want. You'd have missed. You'd have missed. God's incredible. And that's why being in places like this is so incredible. I'm telling you, at every campus, you ought to go find every human you can find and tell them, listen, you need to be with me on Wednesday. God's gonna do something miraculous in your life. And then for the Kentucky campuses, all of you get in your car on Friday and head over to Marion to Life in Christ Church and God's gonna do something incredible in your life again. And then on Saturday, come back. And if you're in a Texas campus and you're feeling real froggy, come on, we'd love to have you. Amen. I want to turn it.